Hello, and welcome to the Student Ministry Conversations podcast with your hosts, Brent Aiken, David Pruitt, and Russell Martin. This podcast is all about equipping, encouraging, and inspiring youth pastors weekly with topics that are brought to the table by youth pastors from all over the world. And now, here's your host for this week, Brent Aiken. Hey, and welcome back to the podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, we want to welcome you and invite you over to our website, studentministryconversations.org, where you can find all of our previous episodes, show notes, and blog articles. Our goal is that you're inspired, encouraged, and the things that you hear on this podcast can equip you to be a better student pastor for the church that you're serving in. Today, we're sitting down with Katie Earls and a new addition to our last episode. And so uh, we can jump into that in just a little bit, but we had Katie on as a little bit uh, of a uh, different kind of episode. Um, And honestly, it was one that received a ton of traction. Um, To this day, that episode is still in the top eight ever listened to. Um, Out of this will be, if I'm right, 109 episodes Um, And so that one definitely picked up steam um, and has been in the top 10 for a while. And so we're excited to do kind of do the transition of this. And um, I'm excited to kind of share with how this will go. But first off, let's start by telling a little bit more about each of y'all. And then for the people that have picked up listening to our podcast recently, we'll do a little bit of a uh, kind of a backstory into the first conversation and then why we're doing our conversation today. So first, y'all tell about yourselves, what y'all do, where y'all are, all that fun stuff, and then we'll go from there. Let me start. Well, I'm Katie again. Hello. Um, I no longer am in Texas. I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I work as a youth pastor here at the Salvation Army of East Cleveland. Um, Big change from a year ago. Almost, I think it's just over a year. Um, and this is Logan, my boyfriend. Um, again, a change from a year ago. <laughs> um, uh, do you want to tell what? Yeah. What, um, your story? Where you're here? So, as you guys obviously heard, I'm Logan. Um, I'm a Marine Corps veteran. Um, I was born and raised in this area up here in Ohio. Um, I joined the Marine Corps straight out of high school, and then kind of just bounced around after that I've lived in California I've lived in Texas which funny enough is where I met Katie um I work for a moving company up here in Ohio now and yeah I just kind of do what I can to support her and help her out with the kids up at the Salvation Army when I can and just try to be a good influence on them so yeah, and so it's funny that you said it was a year ago because I was like, when? Wait, hold on, when was that? And so I just looked back, and it was episode fifty-seven, which I'll put in the show notes for this uh, this episode. But that episode was published on June 9th of two thousand twenty-two, and so <laughs> almost to the day, like literally a week later, but a year ago. And so that's pretty crazy um, because I, when you said that, I was like, wait, when was that episode published? Um, But yeah, episode 57, June 9th of 2022. So it has literally almost been a year, um, which there's been a little bit of a change. So when we, when we met the first time, the conversation, um, obviously, um, I believe I said in the last episode, we were both youth pastors in Abilene. Um, We had met for coffee and a few other times just for different ministry talks and conversations. And I wanted to have Katie on the show. And I was like, hey, so like, just like normal, we have 
uh, we have our guests pick their own topics. And that topic, uh, we typically ask them to pick two or three things that they're interested in speaking on. And then we pick what works best for the uh, podcast schedule so we don't have 17 episodes on student leadership. Um, <laughs> but with that being said, Katie was like, hey, I, I really think I'm supposed to talk about being single in youth ministry. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's awesome because we've done a married in youth ministry. Um, but single is a completely different avenue that we hadn't touched. And so, like I said, it did gain some great traction. Um, but Katie's just talked about the ins and outs of what it means to be single as a youth pastor, like how to set up boundaries, how to guard yourself from different things that can happen, all these different things. And about, what'd you say? Two to three months. Two to after, three months later, we yeah started dating. Yeah, so yeah, go ahead and go into that, and then uh, we can kind of jump into the rest of the conversation. Okay, so at the time when we recorded the last one, we were talking, whatever that means in today's age, um, getting to know each other, getting to know each other. But again, I was just thinking like this is probably going to be like every other guy that we talk for a little bit, then he ghosts me um which was not the case obviously um and so we just I mean for a few months just got to know each other um he was in Texas for two months which is when we how we met um working for a mutual friend um and we just he was interested before I was um <laughs> but that's just because again I was like I need someone who loves Jesus and Logan eventually he found Jesus through this process. He started coming to church. Like, I mean, I found out it was because I was there, um, but I'm like, hey, the Lord can use whatever he wants. And through that process, he ends up having a relationship with the Lord and pursuing him in this whole new path. And then I'm going, okay, well now I can be open to this. Um, I was super guarded at first just because of that. Um, and so we just, kind of just started talking. He came back to Ohio. So we were on the phone, texting, FaceTiming, um, which I think that really helped us a lot and set us up for really good success with communication because it forced us to communicate <laughs> um, very clearly with everything. Um, and then in October, he came down to visit um, and I wanted to take him to the state fair because what other Texas thing than the state fair? And that's when we officially started dating and mm -hmm. have been going ever since. We just hit eight months this last week of dating and it's been awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And so you did say that you are military. We do definitely thank you for what you did there. Um, as that is no small feat. And uh, it's, at least in my opinion, a little unrespected nowadays, uh, but we definitely do appreciate all that you did in that. But then also, like, what a cool story. I mean, like, what are the odds that, I mean, A, in the middle of us recording our first episode, you're talking, um, and then through this whole endeavor, um, Logan comes to know Jesus. Logan um, kind of begins to get revealed as this person that God's like, Hey, like, Hey, like, come on, like yeah. <laughs> start paying attention. And um, yeah, through this whole thing, I mean, like this, this awesome testimony to a, your obedience to kind of wait and not settle. Yeah. Um, which I think is a big, big Testament on your side, because there's a lot of people that just settle and then kind of don't wait on what God has for them. 
Um, but then there's other, the other side of it is like, you know, he was willing to pursue you, but in the process of that, like, uh, that pursuit changed, <laughs> changed his life significantly in the nature of like, I mean, uh, coming to know and accept and passionately follow Jesus in the process, which is super, super cool. Um, and so it leads to kind of our conversation point for this episode, which is you can't say you're single in ministry anymore. You can't say you're single as a youth pastor. And so you have had eight months of now dating and kind of transitioning into a completely different ministry role, which could be a whole nother topic that we might address in another episode down the road. Um, but what has changed? How does ministry look the same? How does ministry look different? Um, yeah, I just kind of basically from what you remember of the last episode, I just kind of want you to um, speak on the observations of what you have seen change, what is different, um, what what remained the same. Because obviously with a lot of people listening um, to the single side of it, uh, I bet a lot of people are also interested on the um, changes that you've seen and changes that have been made. Yeah. Um, I do want to speak just really quick on the like waiting for God's who God has for you of like I remember when he sure. first started pursuing me like again I didn't know where he stood with the Lord and was just very guarded and he was very obviously into me and I remember telling my mom one night going this feels like the biggest joke like that someone is finally pursuing me and he doesn't know the Lord. And I just, I remember telling her and how sad I was in that moment of going, I like him, but I have to stay guarded. And I feel like in that moment, the Lord was like, oh, honey, just wait, <laughs> just wait. And just again, showing how big God is and how God can move and do things. And like, it's just been really amazing to see. And then now to be here and have a job open up where we don't have to be long distance because that was horrible. It was so hard, but it was so good for us. And um, I think the thing that I've seen the most with now being doing ministry with somebody is just having the support that I didn't know that I really needed, like from another person, like, yeah, like you've got your friends and family that support you in ministry, but like having that person beside you to where like you come home and you can just open up or they're there and they're praying for you or we've had two big weekends where like I was desperately needing a guy chaperone and like I was like can you please come help and he jumps in immediately and is like yep I'm here um even when he's tired or not feeling super great like he's there to help whenever I need and just getting to see him pour into our kids and our guys. It's just been such a sweet thing of just going, I've prayed for this for so long to have somebody to stand beside me, do ministry with me, support me, support the kids that I'm working with and to love them like I love them. And it's just been really beautiful to see the Lord answer those prayers that I prayed, but kind of forgotten about because you just kind of get in the rut of, well, I guess it'll happen if it happens, but I'm yeah. kind of praying about it. And then that's been another thing of with Logan. I've seen so many prayers that I prayed that I've forgotten about that have been answered in him and the way that he pursues me and supports me. 
Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. And I think I, I love how you said he supports me in ways I never knew I needed, because I think that's one of the big things is, I mean, obviously I think God designed us for that relationship for us to find that. And I think sometimes, um, from the single perspective, it can be easy to fall into the lie of like, oh, well, I can do it on my own. I don't need nobody kind of thing like that. And it's like, that's, yes, you can. Yeah. But like, that's not what God designed you for. That's, I mean, God designed us for community. And so when we find that element of community, um, it's, it's begins to fill parts of that God shaped hole. Mm -hmm. Um, because I very, very much think that like God designed us for multiple things. And when we find those things in our life, it allows that hole to start being fulfilled and for that want to start being needed. And maybe that we even forgot we had because it had been a while, but I mean, like I said at the beginning, uh, very, very much props for, um, being obedient and staying diligent on the fact of like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kind of just go my own path. Cause I mean, we never saw that in the Bible go wrong. Um, <laughs> but it's really, really cool. Um, and so Logan from the other side of this, I, I'm I'm also kind of interested in this because a eight I mean y'all started dating eight months ago but a year ago uh, if I'm correct in the timeline you weren't a believer um rough roughly you you about a year ago is when you were making the the kind of decision to start at least I think I wouldn't necessarily say I wasn't a believer um the more the more Katie and I have talked. Uh, I've kind of realized that God has had a hand in my life, even before I was a very firm believer and, you know, willing to dive into the Bible and go to church and things. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say I wasn't necessarily a believer as much as I was like trying to fight it and kind of, you know. Yeah. So maybe, maybe more to the instance of like, I committed yeah yeah absolutely sure I you know I'm I'm a headstrong person so just like you know she was very independent and doing (laughs) things on her own like I was the kind of the same way so I was always just like head down I'm gonna do it my way I'm gonna figure it out my way and then um I got to a point when I was living down in Texas and working where I was just like god I just gotta trust you you know I don't really have a lot of other options right now so god i'm just gonna trust you and and know that whatever you have planned for me is probably better than anything that i can come up with so that's awesome i'm just gonna trust you and and go down that path and eventually that path led me to her and led me to a, a much stronger relationship with jesus and you know knowing my faith and being stronger in my faith and having the ability to speak to other people on it and, you know, lead the kids, you know, up at the Salvation Army and and help them out and, you know, speak some God into them and all that. So, yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Um, So from your perspective, though, you transitioning into helping someone that does youth ministry, what is, I guess, what have been some things that Maybe you didn't expect some things that you walked into that you really, really have enjoyed. Um, just kind of your perspective of kind of coming in on the other side of someone that's been in youth ministry, because Katie's been in youth ministry for eight, seven, eight years-ish. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. So um, 
from coming into an ex like someone that's been experienced in the career of youth ministry, what was your side of like, hey, this is kind of new. I've been in the military. I've been doing all this stuff where like I'm supposed to be like the main person and you coming in as a support role to not only help that, but then lead in your own regard for the kids that you've led um, and stuff like that. What's your perspective? Well, coming from the military aspect, like you got to kind of, you got to kind of pick and choose your battles when to step up and lead and when to kind of fall back and let somebody else do what they know how to do. So that's not necessarily anywhere where the, we like butt heads or anything. Cause I trust that she knows what she's talking about. And, you know, her game plan for these kids is probably a lot better than anything I can figure out, but um, it's, it's cool. Uh, I've learned a lot. Uh, I've got to see her pour into kids and, you know, see these kids really like trust her and, you know, open themselves up to her, especially in an area like East Cleveland, where it's a very underprivileged neighborhood. And a lot of the kids up there don't really have experience with white people yeah. just to be, you know, upfront. Um, obviously, you know, media and social media and things like that are kind of driving a wedge between, you know, the black community, the white community, you know, so on and so forth. So to see these kids trust in her and know that she has the the best intentions for them is is awesome and it's fun, you know. I really didn't think it was going to be as fun as it was. The town that I grew up in here in Brunswick is really catholic, so kind of growing up and seeing everybody do the Catholic thing and going to Catholic church a few times when I was younger, uh, that kind of pushed me away. I didn't like how strict and judgmental people were. So, um, it's cool. I, I have a great time. Like, um, I know when it's my turn to step up and lead these young men and stuff up there and whether that's through playing basketball or, playing video games or enjoying some of the same music that they listen to all the time. Like it, it's cool because I can see that they trust me more and more as they get to know me. And it just really helps build that foundation of like, Hey, you know, we can all do this as a community, black, white, it doesn't matter what your skin color is. And that's a really big thing in the, in the military too, is like, it doesn't matter what your skin color is. We got to get the job done. And at the end of the day, we got to support each other and look out for each other. So it it's yeah. cool because it kind of all ties in together. Yeah, no, that's really cool. That's awesome. And so from just, I guess, for a listener perspective and hearing this, what would you say you do for uh, your role in helping in the Salvation Army? You said you've chaperoned a few trips, you play mm -hmm. basketball. Do you lead any groups regularly or do you kind of fill in when needed? How do, How does that play out? Um, I feel like I just kind of fill in where I'm needed most of the time. And like I said, most of the time it's playing basketball or, you know, having one-on-one -on -one talks with some of these young, young gentlemen and talking to them about real life things and from a man's perspective and kind of getting them, you know, to see things as a man rather than, you know, like a young kid, because I had to, you know, learn that going into the military, I had to grow up really fast and kind of just like understand that, all right, yeah, you know, I'm an adult now. I can't, I can't be making the same excuses or, you know, yeah. doing the same thing that 
I was doing as a kid. So, um, yeah, I feel like I'm more of just like a, I'm there to have fun and help her wrangle in some bad kids sometimes, you know, Yeah. put, put the foot down and use my drill instructor voice if I need to sometimes. Yeah. But a mentorship role very much where like yeah. there's someone that they can look up to that knows Jesus, that knows adult life that can lead them in the right direction. Yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. And so this, uh, this is another question that kind of popped up and it really, it goes in more regard to just your, I guess, current line or current um, location of where you're working, Katie. Um, obviously with church youth ministries and YMCA or Salvation Army youth, I would imagine those look differently. So what does youth look like in your uh, realm now? So it's kind of the same, but also different. Like you have the Sunday programs, like you would have in any normal church, um, Bible studies, types of things like that. But we also do open rec where it's basically community kids can come in and play basketball. That is the thing is basketball. They love basketball and they're very good at basketball. Very good. Wow. Cleveland people loving basketball. I don't know. I don't I understand know. why. We're, we're, a, we're a football town for sure. Definitely. A football <laughs> town. But these kids are obsessed with basketball um, and they are very good at it and they know they're good at it. And so that has kind of been a place where Logan has really stepped in because he's very athletic, um, which I also used to play basketball. So I've tried to play with them some and they're actually sometimes shocked. They're like, oh, you're actually good. I'm like, well, I'm almost six foot tall. So yeah. Um, it does help. Yeah. Um, and so that is kind of the different thing between church ministry and this kind of community ministry we do like little devotionals with them when they come in for open rec and just different things um it's kind of just creating a safe place for them to come a place yeah. where they know that they're loved and they can leave all of the world at the door and just come in and play basketball and have fun for two hours um because um east cleveland is very much the inner city um these kids have had to grow up very fast um and they've seen things that they should not have to see as 13 16 year olds um and so the main thing for me that i'm really trying to create is this is a place where you can come and have fun and be safe and relax um of course following the rules that we have set but um mainly just creating that environment where they can let the walls down because they know that they're safe and cared for. Sure. Well, that, yeah, that's super cool. Um, I love I, what almost pops up into my head is the mindset of like, you know, most youth groups go to places like the Salvation Army to do mission trips. Um, and you're literally living the mission trip, which is awesome. Um, and I love that aspect of how there are um, parachurch organizations that do this regularly. Um, mm -hmm. And quite honestly, I, you are just as much of a youth pastor as anybody else in my mind, because at the end of the day, your goal and your calling is still identical to ours. Mm -hmm. um, you just have a, honestly, a much better reach than any church um, because you're like, Hey, come up to a gym and play basketball, which is awesome. Um, but I, I love it because almost every time we do a mission trip, we go work at the Salvation Army um, and you're doing that regularly, which is awesome. So what other, what other aspects and venues um, does the Salvation Army do as far as reaching out to kids in the community? 
Um, well, we do, we're actually working on doing a VBS too. Um, and then throughout the year, there's just different little things that we do. And like on Sunday with the church aspect of it, we have a really good core group that comes of teenagers. They're like 14 to 17, 18 ish. One just graduated this year. Um, they've been coming for years. And so like, they are definitely the core group that we focus on a lot is trying to get them pour into them and um, they're the ones that we've taken to the two different youth events. Um, we took a few community kids with us. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a thing called youth councils where it's basically a giant conference all weekend. Like you would have a regular just teenage conference. Um, and so you have a guest speaker band. It's at Kalahari. So there's a water park um, just a weekend away, um, which I think that's huge for this group of kids. It's just to get out of yeah city and get away and have fun and relax um and then this last weekend actually they do something called star search which is i did not know this about the salvation army they are huge on music and teaching kids basically how to play music they do brass and piano and singing very cool Guitar and like they offer free music lessons throughout the year to kids which that's cool because music lessons are really expensive. I used to take guitar. It's really expensive. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so throughout the year, they're teaching these kids music. And then in April, we had a competition where we had a drama troupe. Um, this core group of kids, the 14 to 18-ish ones, they did a drama troupe play where they won at our level. And then this past weekend, they actually advanced. We went to Hershey, Pennsylvania. So we got to take the kids to Hershey World um and they competed at the next level and they actually won it the drama troupe did and there you go first place and so like the kids were on just on cloud nine loving it and um and so we get to go to hershey all weekend they get to have fun hang out with friends see people that they know um and then there's actually i just learned through the drama troupe that there's actually like a music and arts like Mm -hmm it's for older kids kind of like a summer training or something like that I'm still trying to get more info on it but like they were so impressed with our kids they're like we want them to come do this in New York and that's awesome so we're working on trying to get them into that and so there's a lot of really cool things that they do to help kind of set kids up and give them different life skills of like playing guitar or piano or even just the drama troupe where these kids that they got to come together and just act. And like, you could see the, when they did it, that the relationship that they've had with each other, cause they've known each other for years. And um, it's been really sweet us getting to kind of step into that, that they've known each other for probably seven, eight years yeah. and yeah. us getting just to kind of come in. We always make the joke of like, we're mom and dad coming in <laughs> and just like loving them, supporting them, helping them, whatever they need. Like, I mean, it's it was really intense Saturday, just having to get everything ready for their performance and their strict guidelines they have to follow. And so sure. Logan was super helpful with that of getting, making sure everything was ready and getting these kids up and like they have to wear these uniforms and making sure they're all looking good and nice. And um, 
so that's it's just been really fun there's lots of different little things and um a lot of our kids right now are actually working at a camp about two hours from here and so Monday I took them all to camp and um it's really cool to see the different things that they have um that it's kind of like church but also not and yeah it's just fun really cool the different things that's really cool yeah so um I guess as kind of a way to I wrap up the the ideas of you know what it is to I kind of step into the realm of dating, especially while you're still in youth ministry and um, what that looks like and how that is done um, and how that is navigated successfully, which y'all are in the middle of. Um, what would you and this I'm gonna let both of y'all speak on this, Katie for the. Uh, for the young woman listening to this, that's in youth ministry, that is single, what would you encourage them with? Um, and then Logan, same question for the young women. No, I'm just kidding. For the guys <laughs> that are listening to this, what would you say to the guys that are listening that are like, man, I really want to find that person. Like, yeah, it's okay to be, I mean, cause at the end of the day, we talked about this earlier, everybody wants to find that person. So what would you say on each perspective um, how would you encourage them? What would you recommend and challenge them to do? Um, and we'll kind of wrap up with that. Yeah, um, I kind of would go back to one of the things I said in the first episode of creating boundaries, like already as a single person of like having your social life, ministry life, whatever different boundaries you need to set in place um, so that when you do start dating someone that that's already there and you've already made it a priority. Um, that was one of the first things that I talked to Logan about when I was moving up here was um, family comes before ministry. Obviously, we're dating and not married and have kids or anything yet, but like setting that boundary in place now for him to know that he's a priority over work. He's always going to be a priority. Family will always be a priority over it. Um, and so that is one of the things that I would definitely say of like, that's something you can do now as a single person that I am really thankful that I did was creating really good work boundaries. <laughs> um, and I always joke about it now of, I have really good work boundaries when I need to have really good work boundaries. Um, and then I would also just encourage um, to keep praying. Um, like I prayed 10 years for Logan and just, be open to what God wants to do because again I was not like I don't think I could have pictured it ever this way but it's been more perfect than I could have ever tried to come up with and I think God does that on purpose and um, never thought I'd be living in Cleveland Ohio like this time last year I couldn't even point to Ohio on a map and so I don't know. That's my biggest thing is just be open to what God wants to do and enjoy the adventure. Don't rush. Don't put too much pressure on yourself and know that as a single person, like if you have that desire, God sees it. And that has been the biggest thing for me of like when I have doubts or question God, or even in these days of where work is hard or life is just feeling hard or whatever, like I can literally just look at Logan and be like, God answered my biggest prayer. And yeah, why, why do I have to doubt the Lord? Like when his faithfulness is sitting right next to me <laughs> and knowing Man. that if he came through with that for 10 years of praying, like 
what else is he going to come through with? Sure. No, a hundred percent. Like that's been the biggest encouragement to me recently with just different things of going like you prayed for this and he came through, like it took 10 years, but he came through and it's been more perfect and beautiful than I could have ever pictured it. That's awesome. That's really cool. And I love, uh, I mean, I, I very, very much remember the coffee where you told me you were moving to Cleveland and I was like, uh, all right, that, that's a, that's a big, big move. Like yep. who is this guy kind of thing? Um, like, and yeah, I mean, I, at least from the outside looking in, we don't, we don't get to sit for coffee anymore, but I do very much still follow posts and everything on Facebook. And uh, I, I would have to agree from the outside looking in, it looks like an answered prayer. It looks like an opportunity that realistically, even through our conversations through coffee and everything else where you couldn't have planned, you couldn't have done. Um, and quite honestly, it would have been a little less um, stellar of an opportunity. Uh, but I mean, who would have ever thought that, I mean, literally a year ago we were talking and you were like, well, I think I'm to think I'm to move to Kansas yeah, and uh, <laughs> go there and, or I might move to Dallas or like, and it's like, all right, well, I mean, do whatever. And we talked through all these different situations. And then God was like, nope, like you have no idea what you're doing. Like, let me, <laughs> yeah, let me, let me make that decision for you. Here's Logan. Like, um, super super cool i love the story love the conversation um logan on the other side like what is your advice for the guys that are listening that are like hey uh, like i'm I'm still waiting like it's it would be pretty easy to like just go find someone but like i want to be diligent i want to be patient and wait on who god has for me um i think my advice would be just be patient you know find something that you know, you can get up and do every day, find a, a good solid hobby. Like I go to the gym all the time and that is kind of a way for me to channel my energy and, you know, put energy back into myself. And that's something that you really need to do when you're in a relationship or even when you're single is like put energy back into yourself, find some way to, you know, re-energize yourself social media, yeah. all those things can be really draining. And they put a lot of expectations and pressure on young people to, you know, walk a certain way, talk a certain way, dress a certain way, do everything a certain way. And a lot of it is just, you know, fluff, you know, for lack of a better term, a lot of it's just fluff. But, you know, as a young man, you know, find a hobby that you're passionate about, grow around that, be chivalrous like chivalry is a dying thing like yes um, that that's something that I guess for me um that's a big thing for me you know holding the door open for people even if it's you know people I don't know holding the door open for people you know saying thank you little little tiny details like that go a long way and you know if there's a, a special girl in your life that you're you know looking for uh you know got your eyes on like make it known that you have manners and you have courtesies and you know you're willing to you know be a leader as a young man you know trust in god and just kind of be comfortable in your own skin because i feel like mm -hmm. there's definitely attack an attack on young men and 
you know, yeah. not being comfortable in their own skin or, you know, being put down for showing emotions and, you know, having emotions and feelings. And as men, I'm sure you could probably attest to this as well. Like we have feelings and a lot of people kind of disregard those feelings and kind of just tell you, oh, you know, man up, you know, m- men yeah. don't cry or men don't show feelings. So you can't really be a man and, and show your feelings and just, ignore all that you know like if you're a young man be confident in yourself be comfortable in your feelings and your emotions and don't be afraid to express those in a healthy manner you know there's a lot of unhealthy ways to cope with those things nowadays and if you can find a healthy way to express those feelings and deal with them then you're setting yourself up for success you know yeah women definitely want a man that's comfortable enough to lead and take charge and lead from the front rather than just kind of sit back and play the, Oh, I don't know. I'm just a dumb guy (laughs) act, which it seems gets kind of pushed on a lot of young men nowadays is dopey men. (laughs) I would like to, I would like to also point out and remind the listeners that like this advice is coming from a soldier, which is like the most manly thing you could do. And he's saying, don't (laughs) be afraid of emotions. So if you're out there listening, kind of buying into that lie, of Absolutely. like you can't show emotions like i think that there's really no other profession that like is painted and portraited like don't show emotions they'll get you like they'll they'll kill you kind of thing mm-hmm. other than soldiers and i mean man you're retired and saying like there's nothing more important which is awesome um very very important advice to hear hopefully um opportunity for that to sink in but this has been a fantastic conversation. Like I, I told them, just for the people listening, I told them, I was like, hey, when me and Katie started talking about this episode, I was like, I really want to do this. I want to kind of do a follow-up because I think this would be a really, really fun opportunity to kind of touch base. But not only touch base, but also, I mean, we're literally working through progressions because if you're a single person in ministry, then you don't like hopefully the first episode resonated, but like what happened if you did find someone well here, like, let's kind of just walk through the steps. And I mean, who knows, we might do a second married in ministry one day, Um, (laughs) but we won't jump ahead of anything. But so I, I, I just love the progressions of not saying, Hey, well, like we did this for single, we did this episode previously for married, but like dating in ministry is a very real thing as well. And sometimes they go well, sometimes they don't. And I think that there's life lessons to learn from each of those situations. Obviously, um, God is doing right with you guys. Um, and it's been, it's been really, really fun to watch. Um, it's been a privilege to know Katie for a long time now. Um, it's a privilege to meet Logan for the first time. Um, and, uh, man, just such an awesome, awesome conversation, but that is all we have for this show. If you are a frequent listener of our podcast, all we ask is that you do your part to get our podcast out to the greater student ministry audience, share our podcast with your youth pastor friends on Facebook or any social media or tag a specific episode that stood out to you. Either way, be sure to tag us on the post with your favorite platform using at TalkStudentMen. Finally, if you'd like to be like Katie and Logan and be a guest on the show, um, we'd love to have you. Just reach out to us on social media or send us an email, podcast at studentministryconversations.org, and we'd love to set up a time that you can come on the show. But once again, guys, I love the episode, love the conversation. Love the opportunity to catch up 
um, because it has been a while. Um, you've been in Cleveland for a little bit now mm-hmm. and uh, great topic. We're excited for listeners to hear this one. And for everybody listening, we hope that you have a great week and we will see you next episode.